0: And it's uh, 7.08. Yeah, we're back here with the Employment Hour until around 10 to 8. Plenty of time for you to get your phone calls in. Hard to believe that we're, uh, what, uh, a week away from the end of July already and almost into August. So the work week continues and everybody, of course, back in the fall and things change uh, between now and then. So it's crucial you get this information when it comes to your workplace as it pertains to your job, uh, security, if you have any, uh, severance, working with your boss, workplace harassment, all that stuff, and ridiculous allegations is what we're going to talk about that uh, Lior has seen over the uh, span of his lengthy career in this business. want to mention a couple uh, numbers you can get a hold of right now on the line. 416 870 star 640 on sale. And as always, one 225 talk That number is toll-free. We haven't done it uh, in a while, but we'll talk about the uh, – severance pay calculator here in just a bit. And, Lior, we always like to start off, before we get into our phone calls for the evening, a little segment which is uh, really interesting for people to hear and catch up on, called The Week That Was. What's been going on for you?
1: Well, John, it's uh, it's been really actually busy. I mentioned that the last time we were on live that uh, usually we have a slowdown here in the summer, but so far, at least uh, as of now, towards the end of July, as you said, it's been busy. It's been extremely busy at the office. A lot of people are calling. A lot of people are emailing me. Uh, People coming to talk to me about their rights and entitlements. I had several meetings today alone uh, with people that have have had various workplace problems. But, that's again, that's why we're here. We're here to solve those problems. We're here to answer questions, to inform, educate, uh, and advise. So if you're struggling with an issue, there's so many ways to reach out and solve those problems. And you can do it right now by calling us right here on the show for the next uh, 40 minutes or so, and we can talk about your rights. And not only will you be doing yourself a favor if you do that, you'll be doing many others that are listening a favor because they may have the exact same issues you have. They may be struggling the same way that you are. So by helping you, we're helping others as well. So don't be bashful. If you have a workplace problem, your boss is mistreating you, you're losing your job, you think you're being discriminated against or harassed, call us let's talk about that there's a solution almost always and and i want to i want to be able to help you and uh to start us off let me tell you about the situation that came across or a couple situations that came across my desk uh last week first situation involved a superintendent that had worked in in the same location for about 15 years doing a good job and and as far as he was concerned life was good everything was fine Well his employer came to, to him the previous week and said well you've just turned 72 years old Uh, you're slowing down, and we feel that you can't do the physical parts of your job anymore. So because of that, we're going to let you go. We're going to bring someone else in, uh, and uh, we wish you all the best. Now, this person, as far as he was aware, didn't have any health issues. Yeah, he he did likely slow down a bit with age, as as it happens sometimes, but never really had a problem and was very surprised uh, with this company uh, putting him in this situation. Now, as our regular listeners know, The company, his employer, cannot do that. You cannot be fired because of your age, even if your age impacts your job. To the extent that it does impact the job, his employer had a duty to accommodate. They would have had to provide some help, find a way for him to do the job uh, despite any physical limitations they may have. They can't say, well, you're older, or you have this physical limitation, so you're out of here. That's a human rights violation. That's illegal. It doesn't matter how old he is. And, and beyond that, it got even worse. So the guy's been there for 15 years. His employer says, we're going to give you 10 weeks' pay, and, uh, and he was living in the building. We're going to also kick you out of the apartment in 10 weeks. Obviously, that is nonsense. Apart from the human rights issues, John, I assess him as being owed probably around 16, 1/6, six, 16 months of severance forget about 10 weeks which means his apartment as well so i'm going to be speaking with him again and i'm going to be helping him get both the severance that he's owed and also deal with the human rights violation but i wanted to bring this up here to remind employers and employees that you cannot be fired because of age you cannot be fired because of the effects of age Uh, and if there are effects the company not only can they not fire you they have to accommodate they have to help if they don't do that that's illegal that's a problem you have entitlements, and the law doesn't really uh, come down easily. The law comes down very hard on employers, dr- employer do that break those rules.
0: It's a uh, tough thing. I mean, that used to be legislation, I guess, a while ago, but it hasn't been that way for some time. So, no, no, no. I know, and, it, and it's funny you mention that because I know three doctors that are in their late 70s, one's closing on 80, have no intention of retiring.
1: Yeah. No, and it's good, good for them. And and you know, you can work as long as you want. As long yeah. as uh, you want to work, you can 50, 60, 70, 80, et cetera, You can work and you cannot be let go because of your age. Now I understand from the perspective of employers, they may feel, well, you know, this person can't do the job the way they used to. But the reality is the law is the law and you have to, to accept that. You have to provide accommodation. You have to work around it. You can't say, well, you're out of here. No amount of severance is going to cure the human rights violation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a law is very clear. You cannot do that.
0: I'm close to 50, man. I'm ready to stop now. But that's, completely, <laughs> that's a totally different <laughs> show. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell one 225 talk That number is toll-free tonight. You want to call in, discuss, ask Lior a question. This is the number. Do it. you want to do it now. It's the Monday Night Edition. Uh, what else you got going on? So I also spoke
1: with a uh, gentleman who had worked as a courier driver uh, for uh, four or five years. Now, he had been treated this whole time as an independent contractor, and he had invoiced the company, but he worked there for them full-time, Monday to Friday. Well, recently, the, the company vehicle that he was driving broke down, and the company decided, no, we don't want to fix this, so you're either out of here, or if you want, you can use your own vehicle. The problem with using his own vehicle for the uh, for the deliveries is it's, it's gonna be a loss of earnings. He's gonna to have to pay his own expenses now. So you wanted to know what his rights were. Well, the first thing I said to him is, first of all, you are not an independent contractor. Yep. Not even close. He was an employee. He worked for three or four years, full time, regular hours, using the company vehicle, doing what they told him. He was an employee and he was shocked to hear that. But because he was an employee in the eyes of the law, They can't just tell him, well, from now on, the only way you have a job is if you use your own vehicle. That's a significant change in the terms of employment, also known as a constructive dismissal, and because of that, he's owed severance. In fact, I assessed him as being owed four or five, potentially as much as six months of severance. So because of that, um, I wanted to bring this up because, again, it goes back to this whole independent contractor employee distinction. Very common, by the way, with courier drivers, even truck drivers yeah. that are treated as independent contractors, where in the eyes of the law, that's ridiculous. They really are employees. And if you are an employee, that means your company can't just do whatever it wants to the terms of your employment. They can't change your job, your compensation, your payment arrangement. So again, look, take a hard look at your situation. If you're listening to us right now, you may not. you may not actually be an independent contractor. The law may consider you to be an employee.
0: And again, if, if, you're, if you're wondering now, you're scratching your head, 1-855-821-5900 is Lior's number, One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of him. That's not to call on the show, that's to get a hold of Lior and the firm or help at employmenthour.com. And uh, most ridiculous allegations of cause you have seen in your career. I want to get to that, but I did mention this and it's important because we got over, well, I, I imagine by this point, we're well over half a million uh, downloads or at least uses of the severance pay calculator. Give me some details on it
1: severancepaycalculator.com a website that I created a regular listeners know about it but we have new listeners every time it the name says it all it allows you to find out how much severance you're actually owed not what the company says they're gonna pay you not what the company says you should get the real amount so severancepaycalculator.com answer three questions it takes seconds and it's completely free and anonymous there's no strings attached and if you don't use it Man, oh, man, are you going to regret that at one point when you realized that you should have used it and you accepted less than yeah. what you owed? There really isn't any excuse. It's that easy to use. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com, find out the right answer, find out the right information, and you have the option, if you want, to contact me directly from the severance calculator. 416-870-6400,
0: star 640 on cell. That's the number to call through tonight. Ask your questions. Make comments. That would be great. one Two two five. That number is toll-free. And right off the hop, we'll get to, uh, to Robert. Hey, Robert, good evening. How are you? Very good, and yourself? Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind tonight?
2: Uh, looking to find out uh, in my rights as far as uh, retirement. Uh, I'm looking to retire, and um, let, let's just say in this scenario, I'm um, going to hand in my retirement date, um, six months um, from when the, the letter goes in and out of curiosity if for some reason or other the um uh company decides to walk me out the door one week later after i hand in my retirement letter um what's my
1: rights in that situation excellent question robert now robert how long have you worked there for
2: uh 15
1: years okay 15 years so it's very simple if they walk you out they're in a way doing you a favor because what that means is they're, they're still going to have to pay you, in your example, that six months that they that you gave them. So if they you give them six months notice and they say, okay, you're gone tomorrow, well, then you're gone tomorrow, obviously, but they still have to pay you for that balance. So in your situation, potentially, you can give them as much as 12 months notice, and if they uh, let you go before, they'd have to pay you the balance. So if they want to do that, that's fine. It seems silly for them to do that because you know, they could probably get you to, to do your job. I'm sure you're good at it uh, yep. for those six months. But if they really want your gun, as long as they pay you, they could do that.
2: Okay. That's, that's what I was wondering, whether or not uh, I, w- I was entitled to the um, amount of time up to my retirement date or not. Hmm. Okay. So that's what, yeah. that's, what they're in, that's what they're obligated to, to provide for me.
1: Okay. Exactly. And and if you are in that situation, Robert, and they won't give it to you or they're trying to do something other than that, you know what to do. You gotta reach out to me. Yep. I I, I got your number so I'll uh if they pull that, okay. I'll I'll be
0: calling. You bet. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Appreciate that. See, that's that's usually him giving notice. Usually, we, we talk about it on the show the other way around, eh? getting working notice from the employer rather than saying, you know, you're sticking around here for six months or a year, and then you don't have a job. It's interesting the other way around.
1: Well, it is common uh, that uh, you know the scenario Robert finds himself in, and that the employee gives notice, and the company says, "We well, you want you gone." Well, that's fine, but you still have to pay them out that, that notice. Now there are some situations if especially if it's a person that's worked there for very very short periods of time where the company may not have to give the full notice or pay it pay it out but certainly in his situation yeah he could give them as much as a year's notice and if they let him go before that they have to pay him the balance so yeah as long as they do that they can they can tell him to go home immediately but they have to pay
0: uh, we're going to get to a bit of our topic here in just a minute. I want to give out some phone numbers, uh, both for you to call on the show here tonight and to contact Lior when we're not on the air. We're going to take a very small break, come right back to it. Uh, that number, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That's to call in here and talk to us for the remainder of the hour. one 225 talk in that regard as well. That is toll free. And it is help at employmenthour.com. Some emails and our topic for tonight and lots more is on the way. The Monday night edition right here, the Employment Hour, a global news news radio and right back at it uh, we have tonight show of course we do wednesday evening at seven o'clock we do saturday and sunday shows as well and if you've not caught it yet employment hour in 30 happens on global tv and ctv as well that is on your weekend mornings we are all over this topic like a a hobo and a ham sandwich so we're going to get right back at it more your phone calls adam next up thanks for calling in fella how are you
3: good good how are you guys
0: good brother what's uh what's going on with you
3: yeah, so I recently uh, signed an employment agreement. I was on a contract for around nine months with the software company. I was working in the finance department, and uh, there's been a lot of changes in the company, including me absorbing uh, uh, the roles of two other employees, which are being let go. And um, I wasn't aware of this until nearing the time of the employment changes and uh, near the around the same time where I had to sign the agreement. Uh, I did get a stipulation, which was significantly more than what uh, I was getting on contract. But uh, the amount of workload I'm absorbing is seems to be more than what I'm getting. Uh, I did sign the contract uh, last week. I, I was uh, I completely forgot to call into your show. I'm a regular listener. But uh, I also read up that uh, I think you have a grace period of 10 days after signing a contract, uh, that you do have a leeway of rejecting it. I'm not completely sure on that. So I just wanted to know uh, whether I should review the contract back or look back at it uh, before continuing full on.
1: Uh, you know, great questions. Now let, yeah. let's start with the one of the last comments that you made about the ten days. No, that does not apply in, in employment agreements context. There's no grace period once you sign an agreement. Once you sign, you're bound by it. That oh, okay. said, without reviewing, without reading the agreement, I, I can't say how bad it is and and does it uh-huh. you know prevent you from doing something or does it not prevent you from doing something so I I still think it's worthwhile for you to send it to me and and for me to see it now beyond that for the first nine months you said you were on contract were they treating you as an independent contractor were they withholding taxes from your pay Uh,
3: so basically uh, I got hired through a third party to the company right so I was getting stipulated by the third party but I was working for a company that they employed me through
1: Okay, I understand. So, at the end of the day, you know, obviously there was a change to the terms of employment. Uh, it, it comes down to what the the contract say. I expect that the contract protects the company. So they may not, so you may not be able to do anything right now. But here's what happens. I mean, if you sign an agreement, your job is what your job is. If they decide to change that, if all of a sudden tomorrow, next week, next year, uh, they, they change the terms, they give you a different job, the responsibility the demote you, uh-huh. change your pay at that point you may be able to argue constructive dismissal Mm -hmm. there may not be much that you could do right now because you signed that agreement but again to be sure and so we can dot our i's and cross our t's why don't you send me a copy of the agreement you can email it to me you can fax to me whatever you want let me review it and tell you what's going on all right sounds good thank you very much
0: Thanks, Adam. Appreciate that. Uh, again, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at employmenthour.com to do exactly what Leor said and uh, get on that one, my friend. Next up, got uh, got John. Hey, John. Good evening. Hey, how are you guys? Good, brother. What's uh, what's happening with you?
4: Okay, so I have uh, I'm working in a sales position uh, on a salary basis uh, plus commission, and uh, you're, you guys will think this is rough, but every year our company shuts down from mid-December to the end of uh, February. So basically, I get like 10 weeks paid vacation because I'm on salary. Uh, The company said I wasn't entitled to any vacation pay because of the shutdown that they do, and everybody shuts down. It's not just me. Uh, But they were paying me vacation pay on my pay stubs, and then they just decided to reverse that out, and they just completely took that amount of money off of the pay stubs.
1: So just so I'm clear, John, so that you used to have the 10 weeks paid vacation and beyond yes, that, the has. so over and above that, they also added vacation pay to your checks. That's correct. Okay. And now you still have the 10 weeks paid vacation, but they're not adding the additional vacation pay.
4: Yeah. They're telling me that I'm not entitled to any vacation pay because they do uh, a company shut down for 10 weeks.
1: I understand. So, so here's the thing, it's very interesting because they would be right if this was the, the process from the beginning. What I mean by that, when you started working and your colleagues, they did not have to do that. They did not have to give you vacation pay because they give you that shutdown. Uh, but once they've done that, once that became a term of your employment, they can't walk that back. They can't change that. Even though they weren't required to do that to begin with, they did. Just like, you know, I'm gonna give you a, an example, but it's the same thing. A company doesn't have to pay someone minimum more than minimum wage, right, by law but many companies do. And if a company does pay someone more than minimum wage, they can't decide, well, wait a second, we don't have to, so we're gonna reduce your pay. The same thing happens here. They didn't have to do what they were doing, but once they did, they can't walk that back. So what does that mean? That means you have an option. The option is you can accept this new reality and you continue working and that's fine. Or this may be a case of a constructive dismissal. You may be able to treat this change, which obviously impacts you in the pocket, uh, you can treat that as as a as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Uh, how long have you been there for John?
4: Uh, I just did four just celebrated four years now
1: and for the most of that period of time you did get that vacation pay right
4: oh I've never received any uh a cent of vacation pay. It only showed up on my uh, uh pay stubs and it's been about two years now that they've reversed it back and I've been afraid to make waves of
1: uh, okay. So that's the problem that's the problem if this had just happened you would have that option to 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 deal with it because this has happened now you said a couple of years you're considered to have accepted it so there's not nothing that can be done right now uh about it because you know if this was only a few months ago a couple months maybe we could still deal with it but because this was a couple of years the law says okay now we're in a new reality when you're not getting the vacation pay so can't can't do much about it, but there is an important lesson there for our uh, our listeners that if your employer gives you something that you otherwise are not necessarily entitled to have or that they're not required to give you, if they change that, if they take that back, that's a problem. They can't just do that. Your rights are what, what the company gives you, and if they decide to give you less and be less generous, that could be a constructive dismissal, even though they didn't have to give you that thing to begin with
4: do i have any claim on the uh the first two years of a case of pay that they just basically
1: no unfortunately uh unfortunately you don't no unfortunately you don't that because of that the time limit then you you'd be out of time to deal with that okay
4: well i appreciate the answer that's what i was looking for
0: john appreciate the call and again this uh this this speaks to you know getting on it whether it's something they do or it's happened to you either on on the good side or the bad side you only have a limited window to accept this if you're if you're for it or against it, right?
1: Exactly. There's a there's a small window when something happens, when there's a problem. It doesn't have to be vacation pay. It could be anything. Change of compensation, change the job, being mistreated, whatever it is, there's a small right. window to deal with it. Because if you don't deal with it, the law says, ah, okay. If you didn't deal with it, that means you're okay with this. That means you've accepted it. Right. So if you're not okay with something, if you don't want to accept it you have to do something about it, and you know the starting point is to get some proper advice. You call me, you email me, and we discuss what it means and what can be done.
0: That number, by the way, to get a hold of your and the rest of the team: one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com would work beautifully as well. Got uh, Glenn now on the line. Hey, Glenn. Good evening.
2: Good evening. How are you guys?
0: Good man. What's uh, what's going on with you?
5: i just want a
2: quick question uh vacation pays four percent i know if you put it overtime is would that be six percent they have to pay you or no
1: no uh so so vacation pay is four percent of whatever you earn so if you're okay. earning time and a half you still get four percent on that time and a half right uh so it's oh. not six percent it's it's simply four percent four percent of whatever it is that you've earned
2: okay because i know the last company was percent on overtime yeah well i just thought you make time and a half. It would be time and a half vacation pay to, or percentage. Under. Well, it, it is.
1: It is, but it's still four percent. Because if you're if you're normally making twenty dollars an hour, but your overtime rate is thirty dollars an hour, right? You still yeah. get four percent, but it's it's still fifty percent more than what you were getting at twenty dollars an hour.
0: Right.
2: Oh, okay. Just yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Because the last company was given a six on overtime. and I'm just wondering,
5: are they? Uh, oh.
1: Us. <laughs> All right. Thanks. No, they, they can evening. do four uh, percent if if uh, if that's what they do, as long as they calculate it based on the right uh, hourly rate. Yeah. Okay. Thank
0: you, sir. Thank thanks, you, thanks, pal. Appreciate that. So there you go. Uh, emails, by the way, help at employmenthour.com. dot Anytime you want to get a hold of the OR, and uh, the show is not on and one eight five five eight two one. 5,900 as well, as far as this says, uh, you know, contacting us here and talking us, uh, with us or with us the evening here. That's simple, four one six eight seven zero, sixty four hundred 6400 star 640 on sale, and one 225 talk That number is, uh, is toll-free. The most ridiculous allegations of cause that you have seen in your career. Let me rip through some of these, and I know you'll want to expand on them. Uh, number one, the employee did not pass a test.
1: Well, let, let me kind of tell you the story here. Right. So this company, this in person has worked with a company. She was a very nice lady. She worked with a company for a number of years. I think it was about six years or so. And the, she was in the finance uh, industry, uh, over, over my understanding, exactly what she did. But bottom line is the company decided that for that type of job, she needed, she needed to pass the securities test. Uh, that's what they decided, which is fair enough. Well, and and yep. she did, in fact, she, or she did try it. She wrote it three times. Each time she got closer, but she couldn't pass the test. So what does the company do? Well, you didn't pass the test, so we have cause to let you go. We're letting you go without severance. So think about it. This is a person that the company decided she has to write a test, wrote the test, took time, studied, did her best, didn't pass, and now the company says it has cause. Well, let's remember, cause is a situation where you're guilty of misconduct when you did something so bad, so awful, that the company can let you go without severance. Well, what was the misconduct here? She didn't pass a test that the company decided she has to take. Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. It's not like she was uh, failing on purpose and, and deciding to slack off when she should be doing something else. No way. So that wasn't cause. The mm-hmm. company still has the right to let her go if they want, but they have to pay her full severance. So this is an important lesson because in most cases, unless you do something deliberately on purpose, uh, it, it almost designed to hurt the company. Unless you do it that way, there's not going to be cause to let you go. It's not just cause, which means if you're let go, you're owed your full severance. And I always remember this case was, You know, about five years ago when the, the poor lady took all this time to write the test and she was rewarded by the company saying, oh, we have cause to let you go. Yeah. I'll uh, finish the story by saying, yeah, she, she ended up getting a, a nice amount of severance when I, when I was done with it
0: i bet you did we'll move over to uh, another call hey rob thanks for hanging on how are you hey how you doing
3: not too bad thanks
0: good brother. what's question. going
3: on i got a question i'm a uh, maintenance mechanic and uh the company says uh basically that uh, i'm on call but uh they don't uh give me any extra money to be on call is that uh, is that allowed
1: no sir not allowed uh in fact the government government made it very clear with the Bill 148, beginning of the year, that they can't do that; they have to pay you even on call. So, okay. uh, you know what I? If, if you want, one of the ways to deal with that, maybe educate your company. If you send me an email, I can send you the information from the government website that hopefully you can mm-hmm. give to the company, and they can say, "Oh, okay, we understand; we're doing it the wrong way." And, okay. and that may be all you need. If in fact they still say we don't care, well, you may well, have the option at that point; you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. Uh, and have them come in and order your employer to do what it's supposed to, but you have to get paid if you're on call, and oftentimes companies, even companies that wanna do the right thing may just be you know, unaware of this issue. So if you send me an email, I can send you the document, you can show them so that they can see that what they're doing is wrong. Okay, perfect, good to know, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate your call. And that email is help at employmenthour.com. Again, help at employmenthour.com. Phone call, too. I'll give you that one, one 821 5900 As we roll on here, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour, uh, most ridiculous allegations for cause that you've seen in your career. Another one, the employee missed a work shift because of a flight home got canceled. Out you go.
1: Yeah, actually, this person <laughs> worked at, at a very well-known restaurant in the GTA, and was on vacation somewhere in the Caribbean and was nice. scheduled to, to come back on the Friday and, and work on the Saturday. Well, the flight got canceled, some, some bad weather, uh, You know, there's some, some uh, bad weather event that canceled the flight. So instead of coming back uh, on the Friday, came back on the Saturday, Saturday evening and had to miss the shift. Uh, and you know, where he was, didn't have the ability to contact the company somewhere uh, in the Caribbean And when he came into work that that Sunday, the next day, he explained what happened. They said, well, no, you're fired for cause. Again, it goes back to what I said before. Is this something that he did on purpose? No. Could he have done something to avoid this? No. This was beyond his control. So you cannot be fired for cause because of these events that are outside of your control. You know, this is kind of acts of God or whatever it is, you know, the bad weather. So, no, uh, I always thought that was ridiculous. And this was, you know, a well-known restaurant, Huge. Uh, They should have known better. And and this was a long-service employee. had been there for years. Uh, you know, worked as a, as a sous chef in that restaurant. Should have been treated a lot better. And uh, again, if you missed your if your flight gets gets canceled and you had to miss a shift, is that cause? No. And by the way, John, even if he had missed a shift on purpose, that's not good. But that still wouldn't be cause right. because it's that difficult to establish cause. So this this particular employer got it completely wrong.
0: 416 870 star 640 on your cell and one triple eight two two five talk That number is always toll-free to call in uh, this evening as well. Hey, Chris, how are you?
5: Hi,
4: not bad. Yourself?
0: Good, Good. man. What's uh, what's going on tonight?
4: So I got a couple of fellow employees
2: have gone over 65 and continue to work in our workplace. The union
5: and uh, management have come to an agreement that after 65, they won't receive any benefits. So in my opinion that's discrimination but it's agreed to by the union but it also says in the union contract that they will not discriminate is there not one that supersedes the other
1: so it's a great question and it's an excellent excellent question and uh, generally speaking it's not unusual to see benefit plans that uh, say that after 65 you don't get coverage And and traditionally, that was considered not to be discrimination for various reasons. But that's been changing. And, and in fact, the Human Rights Tribunal earlier this year decided that that actually can be discrimination. That could be illegal uh, to to have a a plan that says you only are covered till 65. So in in that respect, uh, yeah, that could be illegal. The problem for the employees may be that if the union won't help them pursue that, their options may be limited. Uh, in some situations, they can file a human rights complaint on their own, uh, but it is a risk that an employer is taking now if they have a policy like that. that actually could be a human rights violation. Is this your company, Chris? Uh,
4: no, not my personal company no sorry I so work with-
1: yeah so so i I mean these employees should consult with the union. The union actually may want to help them because, like I said, in the past, that would have been fine if you you were speaking to me even three months ago. I may have said to you, yeah, not much you could do about it. But right now, with the law changing, that could be a problem. So I think these employees should talk to their union uh, and, and see if the union can help them negotiate a new deal with the company, understanding that everyone could be liable for a human rights violation if this issue is not fixed. Thanks very much for your help.
0: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Moving forward, you need Lior's number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Is that something that was probably left over from the you know quote unquote mandatory retirement age of sixty so five? Well, it, it, meshed it, up.
1: it is left over from that, but it's can kind even of even worse than that because there's some legislation on the on the, the Employment Standards Act that says you can have these distinctions in the benefits plan, but a human rights tribunal said, well, that's actually illegal. Now, that's being appealed, and at some point, a court's going to have to decide, uh, and and we'll see what the court has to say, but right now, there's a real argument that these plans that in the past would have been kosher, even if they cut you off at 65, may not be so, and if that stands, I think that's a good thing, because that means everyone will have coverage even beyond the age of 65, and let's face it, if you're older than 65, you may need that benefit coverage more than someone that says 35, so
0: it's important. We're going to get to a, another Carl here. We'll bounce over to uh, to Mark. Hey, Mark, good evening. How are you today? Good, man. What's, uh, what's going on with you tonight?
5: Well, I went to work. I switched employers uh, about two years ago. And part of the deal, um, I'm in a salesperson role, looked after Ontario. And part of the role was to use our own vehicles, and we were paid a certain uh, mileage per diem uh, for the first 5,000 kilometers and then a lower one for the remainder of the year. And they have since, out of the out of nowhere, no warning, switched that to no mileage. Now they do rent us a vehicle and pay for the fuel, but a lot of some of us had bought newer vehicles, or like myself, a brand new vehicle that that mileage helped pay for um, to pick up customers and do this and do that. So you had a nice vehicle. Can they switch something like that on you, or should that have been should we have been given more of a notice for that?
1: so now other than the fact obviously that you uh you got a vehicle they're paying now for a vehicle they're gonna pay the the gas on the vehicle are you financially were you better off with the old way or is this the better or is it the same
0: we
5: were financially way better the old way
1: uh-huh okay well then if if you were financially better then obviously it's a, it's a change that's gonna get an impact you in the pocketbook so that means that uh that that could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. It's it's the same way as if they're saying we're going to pay you less money. The fact that it's not necessarily your commission or your salary, it, the net effect is the same. So, uh, how much? If you you would you say would this impact during a year? Give me a ballpark. A thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars.
5: Well, essentially, I had a brand new truck that my mileage essentially paid for the fuel and paid for the truck with the per diem they had given us or the mileage, not per diem, but the mileage. Per kilometer they were paying us. Yes. I do enough kilometers; it basically paid for the new vehicle. Right. I've now had to incur that thousand dollar a month payment. Oh yeah. For the vehicle um, that I'm—I no, mean, it's great that it's at home and not getting miles racked up on it, but that's what it was bought for.
1: Right now, now you got to make the payment uh, out of your own money. I get it completely.
5: Yeah. And they don't pay us meals when we're on the road. Right. Um, when we're on the road working. We're not paid commission, we're strictly salary. Right. They don't pay us meals when we're on the road, but what they had paid us for mileage, once you were done your vehicle expenses, you could, for the most part, cover your meals if you ate properly on the road. Now that with that mileage is there, it costs us, actually it costs us right. of
1: our own pockets right. on the road. So, so this, because this does sound like a, a big change, actually bigger than what I initially I'd thought, this could easily be a constructive dismissal, which means you may have the option to, to treat this change as a termination and, and pursue severance. Now, there's no way to physically make them walk it back, to change their, their mind, but your options are is you can continue working, and this is the new reality, or yeah. you can treat that as a termination. Now, How long ago did this happen?
5: Uh, they made this change in May,
1: 1st of May. Oh. Okay, so you're, you're still within a window, especially with a change like this where you can kind of try it out. So you're, you're still okay, but the window's closing pretty darn fast. So if okay. you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, we need to talk right away. How long have you worked there for? Uh, I'm in there two and a half years now. So salesperson, how old are you? Uh, 39. So you could be looking at about four months, even five months of pay. If you'd like to discuss this, to, to pursue this, before you do anything, before you go in there and hand your letter of resignation or anything like that, I want you to call me. I want you to reach out and let's speak as soon as possible. But that's the option that you may have. There is to treat this as a constructive dismissal.
5: Perfect. I have your, uh, I have your uh, contact information right here. I took earlier the one eight five five number. That's yep. it. perfect. And I'll leave you a message there.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Uh, again, help at employmenthour.com. Just to uh, just to reiterate that, Tom. Think we got time for you? How are you, pal? Oh, very good. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's shaking with you?
5: Uh, it's about my wife. Uh, she's worked uh, for one of the major banks for years, and she's kind of went off on uh, uh, what anxiety uh, from a doctor's note. Uh, so they they wouldn't cover her for short term disability, but the disability company's ordering her back to work. Um. Does she have to go back, uh, even though the doctor's note says no? Don't go back, and their doctor says no. You can't go to work.
1: Very good question, and, and it's very simple actually. If her doctor says no, don't go back, and if as long as the doctor is willing to put that in writing, she absolutely has the right to follow her doctor's orders doesn't matter what the company says doesn't matter what the insurance company says she can she can follow and she should follow her doctor's order she needs to make sure that her employer gets that letter from the doctor that it's clear that she cannot work now that's issue number one and that answers that question but if she can't work and the doctor is saying that then the insurance company should be covering her which means that they're being wrong that they're wrong and they're being unreasonable so we we could deal with that. One of the things that comes up very often is insurance companies that don't pay the employees when they should pay the employees, or they don't approve them when they should. So I want you or or, or your wife, uh, uh, better yet, to reach out to me and let's talk about that. I wanna I wanna see what the insurance company had to say. I wanna see what the doctor had to say. We may be able to get the insurance company, and we were likely going to be able to, to get her on coverage so that this whole issue goes away completely. I think that should be the number one priority, Tom, to, to get the insurance company to pay her.
5: I see. Uh, well, uh, all well, righty. I got your information. I know how to contact you, so I think I will. Uh, Perfect. Okay, sir. Thank you guys very much.
0: Thank Tom, you. Tom, appreciate that. Good call on uh, taking down the, uh, the contact information uh, as well. Uh, one more time before we wrap, brother. Uh, severance pay calculator give it to him so
1: everyone that called us today everyone that wanted to call us everyone that is concerned that wants to know what they're owed severance pay calculator.com the place to go to the place to find out what you're owed and maybe you haven't lost your job or don't even think you're losing your job but is it really a bad idea to have that information to arm yourself with that information and if you're thinking oh i know what i'm owed if i lose my job i get a week's pay per year of service or maybe you think i get two weeks pay per year of service You are wrong if that's what you think. Trust me. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Make it the first place you go to. Any questions, any concerns, always call or email me.
0: And that number, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Done for this evening, back Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, 7 o'clock. The weekend shows, and again, Employment Hour and 30 is on Global TV and CTV on Saturday and Sunday as well. All kinds of time to get caught up and contact as well. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour on Point with Alex Pearson. is coming right back on Global News Radio.